it goes with having the most valley girl voice for a person who's lived nowhere never near in, the fact, valley. You've never been to the valley. <laughs> I think I'd like it, though. No. Not to live there, just to be there. I don't think so. I think you'd hate it. Let's go. Welcome back to X to Z. We're, Welcome. We're here. Uh, just, I don't know, I'm going to share some fun that happened in our week. Um, right now, I am still in Dallas. And if you've ever been in the uh, design district part of Dallas, there's some fun murals that are over there. Um, I'd like to credit TikTok for showing me where all of these things are. But... Uh, before it's taken away from you, because apparently it's going to be taken away or bought by Microsoft. Who knows? I kind of like the app. I kind of hope it stays around. But, uh... So how was running to the design district? So, yeah, well, I didn't run to the... I, I drove. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was in the design district, though, and we were, you know, taking pictures and murals. Everything was going great. There's a lot of really cute scenery out there. I was with um, one of my best friends ever. And... Quite literally, we're in front of a um, the hay gal mural that is out there, and one of the hay bales collapsed underneath my feet, and I have since been a little um, incapacitated. I decided that my foot no longer needed to be a part of my body. Um, Fortunately, it does not appear to be broken, although apparently it was broken at some point in the past that we did not know about. If anybody else has had parents who didn't take them to the doctor for a sports injury so they could continue playing their sport, it's not abuse, it's in your best interest. Absolutely, and please defend me to that. My week is not nearly as exciting. I stayed up really late one night and in fact fell asleep in the middle of the night watching Pitch Perfect 2 for like the 17th time. Um, wait, wait, wait. That is embarrassing. That's every single week since the beginning of April. <laughs> it's quarantine bedtime. My parents have managed to record all three Pitch Perfects and watch them on loop because apparently that's what helps them sleep. They're amusing. That's fair. They're kind of funny too. Absolutely. So I hope you guys had a great week too. So uh, this week. We kind of had a really kind of goofy topic to discuss, um, but mostly because as I pack up, the number one thing I care about in my possessions are my clothing. Like to the point of being psychotic. I love my clothes. I don't let other people wash them. I truly treat every article of clothing like it's one of my children, which... For example, we have a jumpsuit that apparently is machine washable in the washing machine right now by itself because it does not match a color or weight of gentle washable that Reagan feels should go with it. So it needs to wash in a load by itself. I would like to say though, for all of my fellow people who are trying to become more sustainable, um, I'm not crazy. I do fill out every load and while I'm home, particularly, I fill out every load of my brother's things. It's like charity work. It's very impressive. Plain white Hanes t-shirts have never ruined anything. No, it's impressive. You have taken on your brother's laundry and he owes you big time. Yeah, he's filling out mine. 
By the way, have you guys done the thing where you use OxyClean or whatever the, yeah, OxyClean whitening powder that isn't bleach and you soak your whites in it? I did it like a week and a half ago. With, with grody, grody stuff of her brother's. Yeah, I had my whites in there and I was like, I could add a couple more things. So I dug through, I pulled out like all of his socks, a ton of white t-shirts and like, it got like everything out. Everything except for one stain and one white t-shirt that I had put in there that started the whole thing because I wanted to get that stain out of the t-shirt. I think you should be impressed. I use the word grody effectively in a sentence and that is a very 80s term. So yeah, our topic for this week, we're talking about clothing trends from the 80s and kind of just walking through what's come back in what fashion because now that we have Instagram and everything else, there's a lot of stuff that we don't actually wear like out and about but we definitely think it's stylish. So, you know, I, this is so unfair because I have a real advantage in this topic. I went to high school from 81 to 85. I went to college from 85 to 89. And of course, like every young woman of the era, I thought I was kind of all that. Um, whether it was true or not, and Reagan has seen enough photos to say not. I genuinely think almost everything she wore looked like scrubs. Some of it, and some of it was legit scrubs. We went through about a year, year and a half where they were kind of a thing. Um, but for those of you who are closer to my age, you will remember using eh, half a can of hairspray to create what we now refer to as mall bangs, the things that stood up six inches over the top of your head. Um, really, really bad spiral perms. Um, I look like a poodle or a cocker spaniel, depending on who you ask. But it's okay, because now you're a Pomeranian. Great. That is so not a recovery line. <laughs> See, what's funny is, in terms of, so, 80s hairstyle, I have a lot of friends who work really hard at, like, defrizzing, defuzzing, like, almost getting volume out of their hair, particularly in the ends of their hair. You know, the roots of it, everybody's, like, in for volume. My hair is so flat. I have so much of it. It's honestly not that fine. I mean, I have a lot of hair. You've got a ton of hair. But it is so straight and so... So Reagan danced for like 10 years competitively. And as a mom, we would get these recital notes that would say, we would like you to wear a curly high pony or a curly low pony. And I dreaded the words curly high pony more than anybody on the planet because curled and Reagan's hair didn't happen. I could use a curling iron. No. I could use gel and a curling iron. No. I could use curling cream and a curling wand. No. I could use a can and a half of hairspray and curlers and a head dryer like you would see from the 70s. No. There was no curling her hair. I finally gave up, tucked it all up under, which was hard because she has a hoard of hair, and bought a curly ponytail attachment that we stuck on top of her head. See, if you guys ever need to do anything, clip in hair. Who knew? It was like extensions long before extensions. I don't even know if it matched my hair very well. It was pretty good. It was not bad. I have hair. I don't know how. My hair matches those things. Yeah, well, decently. you've got great natural highlights in your hair. Like, weird. And some of it may be playing outdoors, playing sports. You were not a hang indoors all the time and hide from the sun kind of kid. You were a go and do person. Yes. And it did what it did to me. 
absolutely. Um, but definitely, the hair trends, I think, of now, of 2020, are way healthier. So much healthier than what we did in the 80s. Yeah, I think a lot of what we're saying with hair now has moved to, particularly since quarantine, I will say, um, a lot of people have been, I know I personally haven't put heat on my hair in probably two years, and um, that's not in an effort to make my hair healthier, wasn't an effort to do anything else. My hair is so straight that the only reason to put heat on it was to blow dry it to make it dry faster into the same position it was already in. Yeah. And every once in a while, you'd use a straightener to give it kind of a shiny finish-ish. Since I've learned that if I'll just brush it out while it's dry and then brush it every few minutes or so while it's drying, I get the yeah. same effect. Yeah, for those of us who color our hair, quarantine has not been quite the same <laughs> magical period. And I have many blonde friends, oh wait, who aren't anymore. You know what, though? I honestly, in terms of the bottle blondes... I know so many people who were, like, kids who were blonde. Absolutely. Or who just, quite honestly, when they say blondes have more fun, there's just a general, I don't know, confidence boost that comes with it. I remember for years I highlighted my hair to the point of it being blonde. I went down to my butt. It was blonde. I had no idea that it was damaged. If this says how damaged it was, since then, I've had actual blow, like I've had a professional blowout where they just genuinely couldn't get my hair to curl. Actually, it was less than a year ago. Yeah. My friends and I all went to go get blowouts. We were in New York. It was you know, just such a great experience. Both of them had their hair beautifully done. It was curled, all this. Within 10 minutes, my hair was straight. I mean, I didn't brush it, didn't touch it. I, you know, I told them extra hairspray, all of that. Everything else just, it didn't stick. But other than hair trends, because, like, the pictures of you looking like you're in scrubs, what exactly were those? What so the scrubs were the scrubs, but the things that you're probably talking about were called units. And units were huge. <laughs> That's what we call chubby cats now. <laughs> They're units. So units, actually, the company started out of Dallas but moved to L.A., and if you picture scrubs, but made out of t-shirt material, today they would be called like loungewear. Yeah, but they like the were club. Loungewear. But they were clubwear at the time, and you could get pants, skirts, dresses, shirts, and then these things that looked like if you guys go skiing or wear neck gaiters for something, um, like just basically a tube, and you either took the tube and put it around your neck as a cowl, or you took it all the way down your body and put it on your waist as a belt. So it's the way the girls on Survivor wear the, uh, whatchamacallit, the buffs, when abs, they wear them as shirts. Yes, no, exactly. And we wore them everywhere. They came in every color, and we wore them with our stupid spiral perm hair and our pale blue eyeshadow. Bless us. You know what, though? I have a dear friend who has bright blue eyes, and she does a little bit of blue eyeshadow, or like a little, like, the waterline trick with blue mm -hmm. instead of white, and actually her mom started doing it. It really works. If you have blue eyes, blue eyeshadow, and, you know, test it out on yourself. You know, I wouldn't just pound it on and then run out of the house, but no. <laughs> blue eyeshadow in some controlled places honestly really does make Could them pop. Could be a real cool thing. No, but for absolutely. those of us with light brown to... Or scudgy creek water. Yeah, mine are headed that way. My eyes are turning yellow. Not your eye eyes. I mean, no, like, your like, whites are like, white. The whites are white, but, like, the inner part of my eye... You've got a, a very, lot of gold to your brown. That's a much prettier way of saying it. Greeny yellow into the brown. People say hazel, but hazel to me means more We're, scummy creek water, Which is actually. what mine are. Yeah. 
would make me laugh when people were like, Hazel, such a beautiful eye, and all I hear is my mother saying, Scunchy Creek water. Yes. yes. They're pretty eyes, though. They're, you can they, make change, them they change with what I wear, which is a cool thing. My brother has the same thing. This is a very odd thing. I've never seen anybody's eyes pop when they wear gray and orange. Specifically. You see, have you seen that with, yeah. With yeah, Tanner? I can see it. Orange makes his eyes look very, very, like, almost bright brown. Right. And gray makes them look very green. Yes. But if he wears green, But remember, he was blue-eyed until he was almost three. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Where like, did that come from? He was blue-eyed and blonde. Ha, ha, ha. Like, For people reference. thought that I might have had relations with one of your dad's friends because he looked, you know, and now he looks so much like your dad that people can't even fathom. Yeah. Uh, for reference, my dad is in his 50s and has jet black hair. There is very little salt to that pepper. He's, he, there's some salt coming in there. But overall. But, but, but I am like a salt cake. and he. <laughs> the man gets accused of dyeing his hair. My dad is relatively darker complected. Yeah, he's very Mediterranean looking. Yes. He's where I get that from. Yeah. I just... The funny thing is it's, it's really actually French Dutch. It's not anything super Mediterranean, but we're it not works. A sun. We're not Greek. No, there's nothing cool. But everything comes from Greek, so. Eventually, okay. yeah. But in terms of 80s clothes, yeah, you have the units thing, and that was a thing. But you got to look at the, those were like little micro trends. The, the best the fun, But the big things were like, for example, shoulder pads. Dear God. And I, when I say shoulder pads, I don't mean the little thing that you Lady have Gaga. right now. Gaga still hasn't gone big enough yet. We were <laughs> bigger. I mean, if you look at like 19... I was... The, the adult older women at the time, like Dynasty or Dallas, the shows that were like big deals, you look at what those ladies wore, and it was shoulder pads that extended three, four, five, six inches beyond your shoulder. But imagine on somebody like Kim K, if they pulled that out, the true... Think about it. The, but back then, the butt wasn't a thing. Well, no, but I'm saying, because, like, to create that modern shape, you know, if you're a girl who, you know, you have fairly narrow shoulders and broad hips, to create a really pretty hourglass, I mean, maybe not that extreme, right? but an oversized blazer look, which is kind of trendy now. Oh, absolutely. And, that's, give that and I, that makes me happy, because I can remember buying, so I had oversized blazers that were women's, but then by the time I got to college in the mid to late 80s, I bought, like, resale men's blazers because you could cuff the sleeves. Now, the difference was we didn't try to make them waist-fitting. We wore them, well, actually... You wore them as dresses and belted them. I I didn't even belt it. You wore it as a dress as it was, and you put really high heels on, and your hair was really tall. So what's funny is, is that look, I'd say probably about a year ago... You saw all over, like, New York Fashion Week, you saw Kardashians wearing that look, but with a tailored blazer and almost a blazer dress. Yeah, but I loved seeing it because it was a callback to, like, my college years. But the ones I've actually liked more, because I'm a big Pinterest junkie, if I could go famous on any social media platform, I would love to be famous on Pinterest. Because um, you spend so much time there. Because in the world where social media, particularly, like, um... There was a very, I'd say, extended period of time in the past year and a half, two years, yeah. where social media had become kind of... Toxic? Curated to the point of it being bad for people's mental health. Yeah. I'm I sorry, don't. but you can't curate cake recipes. 
<laughs> you, just... No, for those of us who have submitted things to Pinterest fails websites, you can curate cake recipes. I am a beautiful cook. I cook, Reagan will tell you, I am a very good cook. She eats well every night that she's here. I didn't I know can't... Hamburger Helper was a food. I just thought it was a commercial until like college. But I don't bake. And, I, and, I, and if I try to follow even the most detailed, beautiful Pinterest recipe, it fails when I bake. And um, on the flip side... You can bake like a banshee. I will pick up a recipe. It'll be my first time making it. The only thing I've ever actually failed at making was sourdough starter. And I've realized that some of that comes from the fact that our house is hotter than places where people make sourdough. And I needed to find a recipe of somebody who lived... In the south. Because our house, um, our bedroom parts of our house, we can keep at about 70. But central AC only goes so far. And our kitchen, honestly, ends up being about 75 during the summer. At least. Minimum. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we've new windows, all that. We've yeah. done insulation work. But, but I should show you a picture. She made challah that would make people cry. Yeah. Um, I've learned that bread making is all about knowing what your temperature of the atmosphere, the room is, all that. Um, but yeah, I love Pinterest recipes and stuff like that. But other 80s trends that have come back. Because biker so, shorts kind of hit 80s. Or were those oh, 90s? No, those those started in the 80s. What really started in the 80s, you're going to laugh. Aerobics. Yes. So, my favorite trend of the 80s. Well, yes. Having said that, that's where leggings come from. The difference was leggings were worn under a... It, under a leotard at that point because you didn't have the same no they, composition oh absolutely they were they, they were transparent your ass would have shown through but and yet woman wore them with thongs absolutely and you wore them with leg warmers goodness and headbands made out of the same knit fabric as your leg warmers so for those of you who love to work out and do all of that uh, i wonder how many of you in high school were forced to work out in a t-shirt for a sport or anything like that where they only came in like the gilden extra heavy which somehow even though they're physically lighter than comfort colors are less breathable than comfort colors even neither one breathes well and you were forced to work out in a heavy t-shirt for sports and then like went off to college and you know managed to get to wear dry fit when you worked out and then went back to wearing a t-shirt God, it's like working out in a swamp. How the heck did you guys wear leg warmers? Oh yeah, that was a thing. It was, but remember, our workouts didn't look like your workouts. But even if you're doing aerobics with like an aerobics, I guess the aerobics videos versus the aerobics championships were very different. Absolutely. And back then, it really was about the look. And the other thing you saw there was, and this is, I hate to go back to hair, but it went to aerobics were banana clips. So banana clips are before scrunchies. For those they're of you who back. don't know what a banana clip, really, they're coming back. Or at least like that 90s butterfly clip, the waitress hair is how I like to describe so, it. So, no, the banana clips look like two combs. They're like six inches long and they come together. Oh, no, it's the ugly bun thing. Kind of, except your hair just stood out in kind of a faux hawk all the way down the back of your hair. It was awful. Can I get a picture of this? Oh, yeah. There, uh, hold on. Somebody's put it on my Facebook for me. Hold on. Uh, the day that we post this, I will go ahead and share a photo of Banana Clip because, quite honestly, I don't think I knew that this item existed. Let's 
So these were banana clips, Reagan. They're these big, long double combs. And what they did was give you this really big, poofy ponytail because in the end, we were all about how much hair we could show. But do you know what I'm saying by, like, the 90s waitress hair look oh, where yeah. it's the butterfly clip? Same thing. Well, no, no, no. But the butterfly clip where you twist your hair up and you can turn long hair into a little ponytail. Oh, I, hold on. I wear that look still. Uh, you wear it casually, though. Girls yes. are wearing it very trendy again. Oh, see, I'm trendy again. I don't know how much I like it. Uh, power to you if you like it. I personally am a center part girl. Uh, I know that that's a... It shouldn't be controversial, but, but it, it is. I think it's highly controversial because I am so side part. The butt cut thing is... So I went to doing a center part because my hair has no volume, and it is the only way that my hair... I either have to pick which side gets a little bit more volume. I mean, it, it's... We get... There's no winning. No. My natural part's in the middle anyway, so I think if I were to ever it do... It works for you. Yeah. When I pull half up, I do pull it slightly to the side and don't do true middle, but... Overall. Yeah, and this from a girl who in the 2000s wore a side ponytail. I have a widow's peak that is off-center from wearing a side ponytail too tight, if anybody else can attest to that. Um, I was Jojo Siwa before it was cool. I wore neon shades of uh, colored skinny jeans with a different color of high tops and a different color tank top with a different color of flannel over it. Like every day for two years. Welcome to middle school. I think in terms of the awkward phase, I did get it off on an easy note. So the other part of 80s fashion that was awkward is, and I'm going to start with the denim portion of this, but it really extended into all pants. Acid wash, acid wash jeans that were pleated and high-waisted. So we started having this discussion earlier, and I suggested acid wash today has only a couple of functions. Remember when I talked about things that really we only wore for like Instagram pictures or like it was a center item, you know, like it was the highlight of the outfit. Acid wash, I can see wearing in that way. Oh no, we lived in, I mean, like guest jeans were the end all and be all of denim. I've seen them in denim shorts done well. And guests owned the world of acid wash denim. Gloria Vanderbilt on the earlier end and then if you want to go slightly earlier than that, you go to the uh, Brooke Shields ads with Nothing Comes Between Me and My Calvins. Wow. But, uh, but those pleated pants, and they extended not only into women's wear, but into men's wear. All men's suits were pleated. By the way, we all looked like we were slightly pregnant all the time. So like I said earlier, Reagan danced for years. So I, as a kid growing up, watched Fame the movie and then the TV show about kids at the New York School of the Performing Arts. So I tried to go back and show it to Reagan when she was dancing. Because I thought, oh, she would like this. It's a drama about kids who are talented. And I sit down to watch it, and Nia Peoples, who was a beautiful actress, is on stage on the TV show version dancing, and Reagan looks at this because she is in high-waisted acid-washed jeans with pleats. And she said, didn't someone tell her those aren't flattering but they weren't, because you also, in the same thing, you see this girl in this leotard, and you see her looking all this. And I understand now that sometimes we do things because they're cute and not because they're flattering. But, like, overall, the pleated front pant. 
you have to have a certain body to make that look flattering. Otherwise, you break the line of the pleat. And once you've broken you the line of the pleat, it's just... Or you have to get it a little bit big. The You're tailoring right. on it is so important. You're right. And what you wear it with, you know, I've seen girls recently who do it with like uh, almost the wife beater look with a pleated front t- khaki pant. Okay. And that's, and if you're slender or tailor your look really well. Yeah. And the only, I guess the other thing is clothing tends to be made for twiggy people. And so a lot of these looks where you go, oh, only twiggy people can wear it. So let me step into one. Off the rack. So let me step into one that wasn't. So I'll start with one name and go to another. Madonna changed fashion in the 80s, like a hundred times. And yeah. so did Cindy Lauper. But I'm going to start with a place where they were together. Cindy Lauper is famous for skincare and only that. Okay, it is not about <laughs> eczema. But no, the, the so like right now, you guys are seeing a real reemergence of what I will call modest crop top like real crop top as a fashion item not as a i'm showing off my goods item that stuff originated with early 80s madonna and sometimes they would take that crop and wear it with a lace overlay Mm -hmm. so that you got the skin without being showy and it was it was a super big deal to be able because it was skin without being slutty yeah and mm-hmm. I, it was, and, and you still did it, like, she would do the crop with the oversized blazer. Yeah, and that's, I mean, once again, those are the things that I've carried through to today, and that's the reason that Madonna has been noted for so long as being this icon. Absolutely. But you look, um, for those of you guys who've never seen, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen it, um, Suddenly, uh, Suddenly Seeking Susan. I thought you were say Suddenly Seymour. Very um, different. No, hold on. Uh, what is the name of the movie? Let's see. See, this is where you get old and you forget things. But I'm going to sidestep you just a hair. Back to my acid wash thing. You kind of cut me off. Sorry. But um, the ways that you see acid wash show up today in fashion tend to be very statement piece. Actually, I'd say it's the case with most of the 80s comeback stuff, is it's not worn super casually. I wear biker shorts casually. Come at me. I know they're not, people don't like them, but if you grew up playing volleyball or any other sport where you didn't wear real pants all the time, going back to wearing spandexy shorts that are actually like, you know. No, and the funny thing is what I love seeing is the West Coast interpretation of those where it's just interpreted as a straight bottom and I've seen them with blazers, I've seen them with flowy tops. I mean, I've seen I've seen some interpretations that this, you know, bike shorts were for the gym or for biking. And now this interpretation, I mean like Spanx has some beautiful faux leather ones that are yeah, and people are throwing on their denim jackets with it. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. You can wear your oversized denim with uh, shoulder pads and your biker shorts and your modest crop top, and you got yourself a look. Honestly, like, that, that'd be trendy. Absolutely. What shoes were popular in the 80s? Because okay. that's the one thing I've the, never actually... Oh, so the funniest ones I've... So, by the way, Vans that you guys wear all the time, not but younger... <laughs> Vans originated in the 80s. The scrunchies originated in the 80s. Scrunchies are the best thing for your hair. Nobody can convince me otherwise. 
Um, so friends are reminding me that capas, which were basically fancy white tennis shoes, thank you capas for making Adidas what they've been the last few years, or, ooh. But yeah, they were a big deal. Um, were they the Yeezys of their season? Yes, absolutely. Um, but candies, look up candies, they were in all the rock videos. They were these wooden-heeled, high-heeled shoes. Dear God. Um, sometimes with plastic over the top, the jelly shoes were big. See, I joke about the jellies. My thing is, I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear them, like, in an attempt to be fashionable. They wear them the same way that we all wear Crocs, which is more of a... I happen to be at Walmart in my 4XL t-shirt and Nike shorts and my Crocs. Well, and so, you remember how the 50s, the guys pegged jeans? In the 50s, the guys would peg their jeans and wear them. I'm stuff. sorry, you can't say guys pegged. <sighs> Get over it. But in the 80s, girls pegged their jeans. Yeah. And they wore those with either a tenny a sneaker of some sort, but they were tennis at the time because we had tennis shoes, we didn't have sneakers. Well, tennis is becoming trendy again, so we'll see that happen again. Yeah. Um, or you wore it with something that looked like a menswear loafer. See, those Oxford but looks... any of that menswear stuff was big. Like, go back, watch Melanie Griffith and Working Girl. Mm -hmm. She plays a girl coming over from the rough side of the town over to big, into the big offices, and you see the big hair, the big shoulders... You see where menswear impacted everything girls wore. Yeah. But, I mean, once again, when you hit that whole working girl era, I mean, that that's really is when that hit. But you, that's where the latchkey kid phenomena happened. Absolutely. All the moms were working. But, okay, like 80s trends. And actually, I'd like to step back a little bit because 70s has started to hit it big again, like in a weird way. Well, and the stuff that was that transitional from 70s to 80s are these drop-waist dresses. Dear God. Oh, yeah, like Laura Ashley dresses. They were floral print, drop-waist. So I am a very, very um, hourglass-shaped person. I'm not itty-bitty. I'm and not you're big. And you're long-waisted. And I'm long-waisted. Those drop-waist dresses are beautiful on rectangular bodies, people who have... Narrow hip to shoulder ratio, right? You know, if you if you're like non-athletic slender girls look great. Well, no, but the athletic build, even that that, that narrow hip build, yeah. yes, um, it really but does for those make of you, you look with hourglass curves. If you have a big booty, dear God, I tried one on. It was fitted above the waistband, but like three inches above, I just scooted the waistband up. It was cute. Yeah, except at that point it was a quite short dress. <laughs> yeah, I was actually a romper. It was a little uncomfortable. I bet you it was. But, you know, it's funny. There's so much of that that you see coming back. Um, I had somebody remind me. Um, Bell uh, bottoms. No, that's very 70s. What was I saying? 70s Oh, things. I was going back to like the MC Hammer Pants or... I have not seen very... The Hammer Pant look I have seen predominantly in Yogi's. And for those people, oh goodness, you have a whole list of... Oh, yeah, you what? Oh, prairie skirts. Oh, prairie skirts were huge. And by the way, those of you wearing palazzo pants this season, they are really just an offshoot of prairie skirts where you split the leg. So the wide, well, so the wide leg pant thing. 
which I think is an incredibly sophisticated look. Yeah, I love a good wide leg trouser. But it has to fit right. Yeah, a nice fitted at the waist, quite literally doesn't touch you for the rest of it. And quite honestly, I've yet to see anybody look bad in them. Right, now you can wear them too big or too small. Once again, but just if it fits in the waist, the rest kind of doesn't count. Right. I mean, even if you go tight on button legs with it, truly speaking, as long as it fits your legs right or fits your uh, waist right, you can't go wrong. Yeah, and it's a very it's it's a very sophisticated look for those of us who have gone with an ankle pant for the last several years. Yeah, how have some so many people said units? Were they that bad? Like that iconically bad? Particularly for those of us in the southwest southwest region of the U.S., they were a huge deal. I mean, like, they were everywhere. The stores were in the malls. Okay. It was, like, you couldn't buy them anywhere else. You only bought them at units. I hear the phrase, dress for success suits. Oh, yeah. And that was, so we're back to menswear at that point, but it wasn't just the broad shoulders with the shoulder pads. It was either a menswear shirt or a shirt that had a little bow at the top. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, everything was conservative men's were looking, but you've got to remember kind of where we were. 1980s, where Ronald Reagan got elected president. Mm-hmm. Um, Big economic up. Absolutely. Ross Perot had just created EDS, which was a huge deal. Their corporate dress code at EDS was a navy or a gray suit with a, for women, it was with uh, either a, like a bow or a button blouse. It was a big deal to have this very kind of cool conservative thing. My very first job out of college had a very similar dress code. Now, um, of course, my entire generation only knows that era of corporate for one thing and one thing only, the Wolf of Wall Street. Pretty much, yeah, that's what it looks like. Um, Which, I find it interesting that business apparel for women before then didn't change much and since or like look very different and then since then has actually kind of stuck to that suited look there have been a lot of variations kind of it of, but offices have gotten more casual so all of a that, sudden though. a beautiful blazer with a beautifully tailored pair of jeans transitions that perfectly well it still depends because a lot of places have kept the formal rules but fashion has bent what is what you know no jeans but if i can wear flowy pants Honestly, a lot of Floyd pants are more casual than jeans. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to tease my mother here for a second with um, bows. Big hair bows. No, no, uh, not just on your hair. Oh, I wore them everywhere. I had a peplumed dress uh, with hot pink top, black pencil skirt, but the hot pink peplum was probably a solid 8 to 12 inches off the side of my hips. With bows straight down the front. And by the way, I had a coordinating hair bow in my hair. Because that's what you did. So, other fun things I'm seeing. I see lots of pictures of units, and I'm kind of disturbed. But they were... So, for those of us who were going to clubs in that era, though, they were so perfect for going out dancing. Because dancing at that point was such an expression of freedom. And they moved. And if you were coming out of an era of where everybody else was wearing structured, heavy, fitted, wearing something that was knit... Well, and elastics weren't 
really a thing yet. No. So wearing something that felt like leisure wear into a place where you could go dancing was, like, enormous. So just a small realization. I think every kid has made the realization of, ah, when my mom was a kid, there weren't, obviously, cell phones. Cell phones weren't a big thing when I was little. Or they weren't, it was not the same. I got my very first cell phone in my first sales job out of college. It was uh, screwed into my car. The second one I had was the size of... A brick. A brick. It was slightly larger than a brick. It was a large brick. Yes. But yes. But my very first one was literally screwed into my car. It was called a car phone. Yeah. But, it, but overall, you know, we've, we've realized what all y'all did and didn't have. The thing that I forget is y'all didn't grow up with elastic. Like, kids' clothes didn't have good elastic waistbands. They or did, but it was, like, rubber band elastic. But I'm saying, like, the... the but, I mean, like, what you guys have now... Leggings under dresses. Like, that kind of look for little kids, which has saved so many moms from having their toddler girls flash people on a church stage. No, we just flash people. Yeah. Yeah, we were just embarrassing with some kind of printed panty that came from JCPenney. Excuse me. What are they called again? Bloomers. I did not have bloomers. We wore panties. Bloomers that matched your dress that you wore over your panties. Only when you were tiny. I thought those were fun. Yeah, but they were for little tiny toddler people. But you usually embarrass yourself when you're slightly older than that. Five years old is the prime time to accidentally lift your dress up and twirl around in front of a church. Yes, you've done that. I know I have. I think a lot of people have, though. Oh, absolutely. I would love for people to share with us their best, most embarrassing stories. I love when kids dance on stage. Christmas concerts, honestly. Oh, the best. The only reason to go to a Christmas concert is to watch little kids do funny stuff on stage. Which their parents are cringing at and everybody else loves. When kids make up their own lyrics and sing slightly louder than the rest of the choir. Uh, my favorite is always the kid who wants to hop along to the song, but like a little quietly. The one who decides snapping might be fun. God, kids are entertaining. Um, Brooks Brothers Suits. Oh yeah, once again, we're back to super preppy. In the 80s, the book came out, uh, Lisa Bernstein, I think is her name, The Preppy Handbook. I read it cover to cover. If you could monogram it, I monogrammed it. Wow. Madras plaid. So, if monograms started then, what I'm realizing is that that whole trend is just now ending. No, it comes and goes. It comes and goes in waves, and it'll come back again. That's one that will stay because it's really old school. I mean, that's existed since the times, you know, of kings, queens, plantations. That was... It was claiming your space. But overall, the way 2014, if anybody else my age can acknowledge, is a traumatizing time of fashion. Something about the combination of chevron, shades of teal. Specifically, very much so, shades of teal. Um, having your hair teased and curled, but not in like 80s style, but like pageant style hair. Oh, you wanted to be pageanty. I did. No, no, no. But this is the thing. But you look back at that and you go, oh my God. How did we look at this and say... And that's where I go back to my childhood. We all do. You, we all look back 
cringeworthy. I'm glad 2014 is a specific year of cringe for me. So is 2020 going to be a cringeworthy year? I think we've had enough dramatic fashion that it absolutely will, though. I mean, if you think about it, that's what all of it's been, is anytime. No, because 2014, the rest of fashion wasn't that cringy. It was just the chevron shift dresses with large bows on them that really hit the cringe. Yeah, no, actually, the funny thing is 2020 has been about leisure wear. Leisure wear I couldn't cringe at. It's hard to cringe at comfy. It is. No, I agree. So, one of the things we kind of poked at before was uh, not just the 80s, but the late 80s, early 90s, that a lot of people my age know as the Full House era, or that, you know, that non-grunge 90s. Neon! Yeah, I described it earlier as if uh, Fisher-Price and Barbie dressed everybody. Yeah, so that's where you ended up with the wind suits um, that carried through the 80s into the 90s. You know, that kind of stuff. And those kinds of things, I don't know. I'm not mad at. you got to keep talking. Sorry. Of course I will. Uh, having said that, the 90s for me are horrendously embarrassing because that's when we get into the part where um, I, get, I, I have kids and pregnant me is not a fun fashion time for any woman to talk about. But it was also the time of, you know, the Princess Diana walking around. So there's so many pictures. Oh, of particularly... glam, glam. No, no, no. For the kids our age, a lot of moms in, like, embroidered sweatshirts and jeans. Oh, my gosh. I owned all of that. But, like, that, that's what we have pictures of us with our moms in when we were little kids. Um, I was born in 99. And so I think particularly for us, I think if you go any later than that, that you start Moms start the... getting more sophisticated looking. I was actually going to say the fitted v-neck t-shirt with the uh, tank top underneath that you layer precisely that somehow came back in middle school for me, even though it lasted through, like, all of the early 2000s. Uh, leggings under dresses for everybody, not just little kids. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I think you started seeing that mom look. Yeah, although really a lot of it, again, was tied to function. So the difference was... As clothing became more, you, you talked about the the evolution of stretch when you were talking about elastic yeah. earlier. So the evolution of athletic wear into leisure wear yeah. changed so much of that. Because the mom dressing game used to be a competition that was really about dressing to the nines. And it was. It was a it was a skinny fitted jean, a blazer, a blah blah blah, and a heels that no normal mother should ever wear when chasing toddlers. So, um, I know I'm not the only one who watched the fabulous show What Not to Wear. Loved it. It is the epitome of early two thousands fashion. Yes. Right. Now What Not to Wear is a super two thousands diary, but I still think a lot of the base things they talk about in terms of capsule wardrobing in terms of fit, are basics that are outside of time. Yeah, but the fact that everything in their mind can be fixed with a fit and flare dress and a structured jacket kind of kill me. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, in most cases. Now, having in, said that... In business casual, smart casual realm, maybe. But, you're, no, you're right. But part of it is that evolution of what is acceptable in what environment. Ten years ago, I would not have gone to the grocery store. Well, I would not have gone to the grocery store and workout clothes. But I certainly wouldn't have gone to a pair of leggings. Something super fitted. I might have gone in a 
Oh god, I'm gonna say the word sweatsuit. Don't worry, y'all. My mother had a velour tracksuit when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I was the cool mom. Uh, I've I given her many cups. Mom, I was a cool mom. I've given her many things that say I'm a cool mom on it. My dad wears pink on Wednesdays. I've trained them well. Yes. Yeah, I was that mom. Um, but you know, now we do those things. We show up in things that are a slight elevation of what you would wear to the gym. Yeah. Well, honestly, based on gym trends now, even what people are wearing to work out is just pretty. Well, and some of that's the evolution of technology with fabric. Yeah. Uh, Gymshark and Lululemon have changed many a day. Absolutely. I would tell you the entire University of Mississippi campus is made up of nothing but girls and Lulu. Excuse me? At night, you switch over to uh, Princess Polly... Um, you get some, uh, Zaffle in there. Little Love Shack, little... Yeah, a lot of online boutiques. Yeah. Very specifically, in online cheap boutiques. White Fox Boutique, particularly. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of those where, um, their clothing is made for people of size medium and smaller. Which, by the way, guys, if you've got a favorite line that people don't know about, share with us. We would love to know. We'll look. For, particularly if it's local to where you are, let's support a local guy. Yeah. And if you guys start to shop um, sustainably, I know um, on the activewear front, I mentioned Lululemon and Gymshark. Both of those are closer to sustainably made than a lot of other companies. But even then, uh, Girlfriend Collective is a very, very sustainable brand of activewear. I also Outdoor Voices makes big strides in that realm as well. You love your Outdoor Voices I stuff. Do. The exercise dress? Man. Reagan could wear the Reagan could wear an Outdoor Voices exercise dress anywhere. I think she's taken it everywhere except formal wear. She's worn it for business with a blazer. Yep. She's worn it with casual wear. She's worn it winter wear with a big heavy cardigan over the top or a big heavy sweater. Should I wear it with a big teddy jacket while I was in New York? We're the only people who go to New York in January and have it be 65. Yeah, that was a unique and special experience. Brought a little Texas up there. But, um, yeah, no, just overall, if you guys have good clothing recommendations for all that, um, I'm going to toss it out there because I always do. Uh, highly recommend buying used. I do love Poshmark and Curtsy both for buying clothing used. Absolutely. You buy them from individuals. It usually comes from their own closet. You know, those of us as moms have done that for years with passed down with kids' clothes, but there's no reason not to do it all the way across because we get rid of stuff so fast culturally. Fast fashion has kind of changed the way we do things, and sometimes we acquire way more stuff than our closets are designed to hold. And there's a reason the closet's only designed to hold that much. And, you know, that does go back to the 80s, though. Material Girl. Absolutely. I mean, before then, you think about what people had in their wardrobe. You like, wore in the five 50s, or 60s. six outfits. You know, or if you had more pieces than that even, you had, you know, two weeks' worth of clothing. You know, I really, like, you know, hit 60s, 70s, not yes. truly, you know. No, you're absolutely right. Get out of the depression I mean, if you, area. If but, you, truly... but if you look even then, watch movies from the 60s and 70s and watch the suitcases they yes. travel with. That to me is a giant tell. When you're walking through with a suitcase that is slightly larger than my purse. Yeah. <laughs> 
Which always amazed me with women because they almost used more beauty products than we do now. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, for those of you who've never seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, I highly encourage it. The routine she does on the front end of the first season where she goes to sleep fully made up with her hair done, waits for her husband to fall asleep, jumps out of bed, washes her face with cold cream, gets everything done, goes to sleep, sets a quiet alarm, gets up an hour ahead of her husband, does her hair and makeup, and lays back down in bed in the same pajamas so that she wakes up looking gorgeous at seven like she's Snow White waking up with bluebirds. Yeah. I highly encourage that one. But yeah, uh, the fact that, you know, in a sense we almost use less products now in our daily lives. Um, I'm really glad that no makeup look has become more trendy and not Thank just... 2020? <laughs> not just a 2020, though. People have been going towards a less uh, heavy makeup look. Yeah, except eyes. But you can do eyes with a lot of the same products. I use an eyeshadow palette to do my contour, blush, no, eyeshadow. No, you're super, super sane about it. But I, when I watch the girls with the 7-inch eyelashes... But it's not as trendy... Like, the trend is a natural makeup look. Which it's I still love. makeup. And, it made, no. and it, you do done-up lips, but in a very neutral tone. It is how plastic surgery can you make yourself look with make it, still making it look like you didn't put on an inch of makeup. And I'm okay with that. I think that looks but fun. But honestly, I think we should all celebrate each other's beauty. Yeah. Um, but overall, my favorite 80s trend that... Nobody ever, ever should ever bring back. The 80s party dress. I love those. Define what you mean by an 80s party dress. Your wedding dress. Big shoulders. Lots of lace for no reason in dark jewel tones. I'm not talking about the ones that, like, like the floral patterned, like, like what We were guys... all about a statement piece. But, like, statement pieces is basics. Yes, absolutely. Every day was a reason to make a statement. But, like, blending into your grandma's couch on your way to prom? Okay, we didn't think of it that way. Be nice. A few years from now, you'll get to have this discussion with your daughter, and you'll cringe a little, too. Correct. Chevron was never the right look on me. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging with us this evening. Glad we could talk some fashion with y'all. If y'all have anything else to say, you can join our Facebook group. It's X to Z Pod. You can follow our page there as well. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Everything is the same thing, just X to Z Pod. Thanks and good night. Bye.